Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Claire from Wild Ginger Running, the trail and ultra running YouTube channel. And this is the podcast version of my weekly live chat with an athlete, coach or other running expert. The link to the original film on YouTube is in the show notes. Check out my Instagram and YouTube channel for more training advice, inspiration and gear reviews. Everything is Wild Ginger Running and my blog is wildgingerrunning.co.uk. Support me on Patreon if you enjoy this free advice at patreon.com slash wildgingerrunning. Enjoy this podcast and see you next week for more. from last week because Rini was saying like kind of spoiled sweets are really good for an upset stomach in yeah during the race yeah but I thought I'd better kind of get some practice and some training in so you're no. not racing okay I'll leave you for later I'll leave you for later maybe got to put them out of the way I'm not sure that was the, the take I took from Rini's advice well I just want you know you've always got to keep kind of training your guts you said wasn't you but anyway I've got a horrible feeling tonight that oh, tonight's going to be a bit going to be a bit pants Jen oh god just get all your puns out. <laughs> Hopefully this is seeming, kind of appearing to be seamless. Is it kind of seamless? I'm so sorry, Rich. <laughs> Shall we bring our guest on tonight? We've got a whole list of puns up here. <laughs> on, don't worry. Okay, well, you get 10 points for everyone you get in. <laughs> well, good evening to uh, Richard Edmonds, who is, um, what are your glorious title at Runderwear? CEO. CEO, oh, well, yeah. top dog. Yeah, CEO. <laughs> Uh, but 
co-founder and uh, yeah I'm, I'm i i lead this rabble down here in dorset Brilliant. well thank you for coming on this evening and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about kind of how Runderwear was started up a bit about your kind of sporting background and then any questions what might come up during the interview as well absolutely well it's very very uh, very good to be here i'm uh, it's good to chat to you again yes we have met you made me do a horrible flat Last part run in Dorset once. <laughs> um, I think that was my last part run. <laughs> um, probably could be for a while. I've never done any race that's that flat. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a great day. The weather was shining. The sun was shining. It was, it was lovely weather. It was great. <laughs> I, I can definitely say for record that you don't do many park runs, Jen, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> it's a bit too short for you, aren't and, Maybe yeah. they were strung together, so they made like 100 miles, 190 miles. If we did it miles. over, yeah, as many in 24 hours, I could cope with that. That, that <laughs> might be more your... <laughs> anyway, it's great to have you on tonight, Richard. So, yeah, Runderwear, um, what is it? How did it start? Kind of, kind of share us a bit about that journey. Yeah, uh, Runderwear. So... Jamie uh, is is my best friend. We met at university. Um, you know, th there's many things we can say about the the kind of journey of it, and how we met. He's actually the first person I met. We met at Loughborough University. We were there together, and we were on the same corridor in our halls of residence. Um, and he was a finalist. I was a fresher, uh, so he he went off and graduated, and then moved to London, and I was doing my thing and then we always said when we were uh, there we'd love to do something together you know project together both quite entrepreneurial I guess and had done different things um you know off our own back and and, and running that one of our passions oh there's the dog you, you mentioned <laughs> uh run, he's running got, he's with... got better puns than Marcus so he's come to join us I, I looked up and Marcus had gone and <laughs> Magic trick. <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened there? Um, so if you're listening to this on the podcast, I just had to sneak off quickly, put something away, so I can yeah. disappear out of shot, and then Sherlock has appeared. Is, if you're listening to this on the podcast, that's what happened there. Sorry, so, you're saying that you. <laughs> that's, not, that's absolutely fine. Um, surreal, but fine. Um, uh, yeah. So, so look, we we are both passionate about running. Jamie took a year out after university and did an Ironman and got really into um, doing, uh, he did Ironman UK and then did, did a few marathons and really got into his, his running. Um, and he did the, he did the New York marathon and he got pretty bad chafing um, during the race. Um, no photos of that, thankfully. What, that wasn't what, one that you sent what, through. What blisters or kind of armpit chafing are you talking about? I don't think that's Other areas, about. Marcus, but, um, <laughs> You know, you don't want to be chafed, and uh, and 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 he he, as he does, you know, he phoned me up and he was like, "Oh, mate, how how was it? How's the race? Like, oh, it was great. I oh, really bad chafing." And I'd, I had I had thought about like what underwear I was going to wear, you know, for the race, and I was just kind of sticking on my normal underwear, and I looked around the New York Marathon Expo, which I don't know if, if you guys have been over there, but it, you know, it's, it's like London Marathon Expo, huge, you know, huge hall full of brands and full of products and he said I, I literally I couldn't find anything the only thing I could find was a, a women's pair of hot pants which I I got he, he claims they were a size large but I know. didn't realize you'd actually bought those I thought this was the, the, there was nothing the because that's still out um but, but he, you know that it was amazing that in this massive expo hall full of you know probably 
20 sock brands and 20 nutrition brands and on all this stuff that there was there was nothing you know for that first layer um in that area and and, and so we were kind of like oh you know i wonder if uh i wonder if you know we could make some and you know have a have a go uh, at, at trying to solve that problem for ourselves um first and it so it, it really did come about as a trying to solve a problem rather than let's start a business you know let's make some money um in fact it's never been about that it's always been about you know uh from from that that route of you know solving solving that problem and and it was amazing because um you know we we took the the first product in the back of my voxel Corsa, turned up to the london marathon expo um you know with all these sort of huge massive brands lorries and stuff parked in the uh in the hall and then suddenly we were in this little purple voxel corsa and uh and we you know we have a little tiny stand and we 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 had just some men's briefs and women's briefs and and you know we put them out and um people were like, oh you know walking past oh underwear very good and then like actually i have always thought about like what do i wear underneath um let me have a look at them and then we explained, you know, the whole process. We've been on this two-year mission, traveling all over the world, trying to trying to make this product. And we'd we'd ended up in this um, this really nice uh, factory, family-run factory in Portugal, where they made seamless uh, clothing. And and we we managed to to make some underwear with with these these guys. And and and, and people just got it straight away. They're like, exactly, I know what you're trying to do, and you know, let me try them. And we it's a four day expo at London and we were sold out in two days, you know, um, and uh, which was good, but also bad <laughs> because the Friday and Saturday we were kind of just twiddling our thumbs going, Oh, what do we do? Just to, to talk about it. Um, but, 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 you know, it was, it was just that classic kind of entrepreneurial spirit runners. You know, we went on this journey together around the world looking to try and make this product whilst, you know, running and doing races and, you know, it was just a really cool thing to do. And seven years later, we're, you know, down here and it's a, you know, now it's, we've got um, 14 of us down here in, in Dorset and, you know, great team of people that are passionate as we are. And, you know, so there's a lot in between those, those points, <laughs> as you can imagine, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just a business that's built on passion. You know, it's, it's, you, you, you've, you've met me, uh, Jen and, you know, it, I'm, I'm a runner. I've, I've been running. I joined a club when I was 13 years old at Charnwood Athletic Club in Loughborough, and uh, you know, just that's been the you know the biggest part of my life. So to be able to get in every day, and all I've got to do is make runners more comfortable, and you know, tell people about it. Like it's a privilege to be able to uh, to get up and do that. Like I'm sure you guys feel with your coaching. You know, it's it's amazing to be able to do something that you love every day. Um, doesn't feel like work, does it? It's just, you know, it's, it's your passion. So yeah, we're, we're very, very lucky. And what was the plan if Rondaware hadn't been born? What were you doing at university and what were you planning on doing for the rest of your life? Or had it not really worked out at all? <laughs> do you know, I, I would, I'm not a kind of guy that has a has that plan um i don't think i would have been able to work for someone i'm i'm not i'm not a i'm not i don't know if i'm employable um you know i'm i i just i would i've always wanted to do something that i'm passionate about i think it's really important that you do something that um 
you know you care about because I think then you get the best out of yourself so what were you um, studying when you were there well I have got a really random story I was just thinking whether I mentioned it or not but you know <laughs> One one crazy thing that you don't know about me is during when we set up um, Rondeware, I just before that I was actually on Britain's Got Talent. Um, I and I, <laughs> this is gonna send a tangent, and I don't want to be talking about that. But I was I was doing a little dance show, um, random, very random, with a friend of mine from Loughborough, a comedy dance thing, and I know you're gonna ask me to what it is, and you're gonna YouTube it. Uh, see us there, but we got, we got below. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but we, you know, we got to the semi finals of Britain's Got Talent, so it was like it became a thing. And, and then we, we were we were traveling, you know, all over the world doing um gigs for, 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 a, for a period of time after that, um, you know, before the next load of people come in and whatever. Um, but it was, exactly you know, it was, like, that, that's what I was doing, yeah. You know, I was I was biting cardboard masks of celebrities and uh, and dancing all over the world to the YMCA and uh, other village people songs. That, that's what pretty. What pants much what were you wearing did. when you were dancing? Richard? Oh, the latest prototype of Rondeware, of course. Um, but yeah, no, and and you know, it's um, I'm very proud of it. I started I started off doing that, but uh, busking. So we used to do sort of Covent Garden and the street show, uh, my friend and I, and and then we did the the, the TV thing and and you know managed to you know have a few years uh, out of doing it and it really helped that start of Runderwear having some financial you know ability to be able to because we weren't paying ourselves anything from Runderwear you know um, so it was you know it was it was able to give us an income whilst um whilst we were you know trying to trying to build this this product range and and tell people about it so you know it's uh yeah not not the most normal story but that's brilliant but, but those skills are so transferable aren't they from being in the arts you know for the hard work you've got to put in you know like that busking giving that time up that kind of real energy needed to be successful in the arts is so similar to the energy needed to be successful in a business as well isn't it is that like you say it's that passion that's yeah, and, so I, and, and that's where being being a runner comes in as well. You know, like I, c- I couldn't have the discipline doing what we do day to day if I wa- if I hadn't been running since I was thirteen years old. You know, I, I I'm sure you guys feel the same, but I owe so much to running with the way I am as a person. You know, and ha- and the the coaches that gave up time when you're thirteen, fourteen to install that in you like you know we meet at the park on a Sunday morning at nine o'clock every week and your friends are all off doing something else but you, you're there and we're on the, we're on the track on a Monday and Wednesday night 6 30 like be there and you know that kind of discipline and then as it progressed and my running progressed it was you know you're getting up and you're running before school and you're doing these things that that just creates that kind of yeah that disciplined approach to and structured approach to to everything that you're doing and and yeah just just got to keep turning up you know as I say all the, the guys here you know it's just like running you know it's it's consistency isn't it it's just it's just keep turning up every day you don't have to be you know have a great just one great week you've just got to just keep turning up and doing a little bit little bit more a little bit better each week and and gradually um over time that gets it and, and that's the same with business and the same approach with runderway you know we're not trying to you know, be a multi 
huge business uh, straight away. It's, it's it, you know it's one step at a time. It's just keep turning up every day and doing our best and and making the best products we can, and and hopefully people will appreciate you know that that effort and you know they'll they'll enjoy their running a little bit more because of what we're doing. So you know it's um yeah running and 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 like you say that that dancing that discipline is is really important, especially when you. You start leading a business and, and having other people within the business as well. Yeah, it's good. And tell us a little bit about why underwear pants are necessary for running. <laughs> why do we need them? What's special about them? Well, you know, for me and Jamie, when we first started talking about it, a lot of it was, you know, the inner lining in shorts, in men's shorts. You know, Mark, Marcus will know this. I mean, it is terrible. Like it's it's a kind of loose fitting, awful add-on part of the short, which has no real support or benefit to the man. Um, it's just there in a short, and it used to it used to just wind me up. I was like, honestly, like you you get these shorts, you pay all these money for this amazing like outer like layer, and it's really light and this and that and the other, and they put this really crap liner on it, and we were like, oh, is it? Is this honestly? Is this the best that we can do as a as a running community? It doesn't make any sense. And then also, you know, that that's where on the the material's not great. There's lots of seams on it because the way it's having to be onto the onto the shore. So you're then getting the potential rubbing for a lot of people. They do get it. You know that rubbing and chafing of the seams against the the skin, especially when you get hot. You know, and you're sweating. So it just it just seemed a bit crazy. And so when we were thinking about right, what what could we do? seamless you know having as little seams or as little connections and having you know one piece of material was always our aim because seams did seem to be the big problem you know for for most people and when we you know we were members uh, at the time we were members at serpentine running club because we were in london and we'd go on like uh, the wednesday night you know club run and you know pictures of us you know at a, sitting at a bench in the um, leisure center just sending people out with different pants to go and you know run in and then they'd come back and be like yes this material and this material and you know so you know it was really organic the way it went about but the, the thinking from a male perspective initially was that and then speaking to um, female friends at the club it was about wearing something under the leggings that, you know, leggings were like becoming more and more popular and like whether it was Capri leggings or leggings themselves. And some people were going commando, but again, with those leggings, the, the risk is, as, as you know, on most of them, there's so many seams all over them that you have that risk of that abrasion against the skin. So that kind of protective layer that's, you don't really feel like you've got underwear on. It's very light. It's, it's um, you know, it, it's very thin, but you, you have that protective layer against the skin where the seams from that outer legging or short isn't gonna rub against the, the skin and, and cause that, that friction. So, you know, that, that was the kind of thinking behind it. And, the, uh, and it, you know, it's pretty simple when you think about it. Um, going about trying to make them. <laughs> yeah, Adrian Orange says he, um, he, he rips the liners I think I used to a, cut a, out of his shorts. This is a complete, complete waste. And I, I agree with some shorts. I, I mean, going back in the, in the 90s, <laughs> showing my age here. Are we talking a, about that a, green pair that you have upstairs? 
Well, I mean, back in back in the in the in the 90s, we used to just have three inch split shorts. You didn't get like the trail shorts you get now. Um, but we did, as you quite rightly say, the only kind of thermal underwear you might be got was Heli Hansen, um, which did have a windproof section at the front, which, you know, you might, maybe we can talk about that later at the end. But in the winter, my, that bit of Pertex at the front of those were amazing. Um, but I would wear three inch split shorts under, under tights because it was the only thing to give me some support and was kind of wickable or breathable to a degree, which was better than kind of cotton underwear. And I must have had like some ruckles maybe in the, in the tights that probably looked great from behind. Um, but yeah, there was literally nothing I, I could find. So it was just wear running shorts under tights to give you some level of support and stop any kind of chafing. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, for some people, they'd get away with that. And some people that you know, really do suffer from chafing and problems in that area would not get away with it. Mm. And, you know, there just wasn't anything out there. And, you know, there's, 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 there's lots of brands that do, um, boxers and pants and, and brief, you know, briefs and whatever, but the 99.9% of them have got seams all over them anyway. So it kind of like, it negates the point of, of, you know, protecting you anyway. So, mm. you know, it, it, yeah, it's, it, it was a strange, and I, and I, I remember those shorts. Uh, I'm old enough just about to remember those, those really short shorts, Marcus. You have to get, maybe get them out for the podcast. That is, <laughs> I think, I think I've got a picture of me running around the Chamber track and a pair of Nike three inch split shorts. Uh, Let's yeah, 3,000 like meter jumps. You know, it's funny. My, um, my parents, uh, a few months ago, they dropped a load of uh, old sort of stuff from from my house to sort out, and I just to just this morning actually put in my old pair of Loveborough purple shorts in the wash because they just <laughs> sat in the loft for ten years, fifteen years, or whatever, and uh, they are so short. Um, <laughs> I can't even imagine how, when, and how I got away with wearing them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, purple Ron Hill. Um, I don't know if you should be allowed to mention other brands during this, but I think they're Reebok actually. <laughs> Reebok sponsored um, kit back uh, when I was at like, no, Retro I... running chat now. <laughs> yeah, but I know what fashion's like. Give it another kind of Do 10 you? years. Wow. Well, you know how fashions come round, not like exactly. I'm not sure those short shorts are going to come round. I'm sure, you know, well, the footballers are always, their kit's changing, aren't they? Going from long shorts to short shorts and stuff like that. So maybe in 10 years' time, kind of 2030, I'll be digging out my, my kind of three inch split shorts oh, and be gosh. kind of setting the trend. Just keep maybe. them up. <laughs> <laughs> Elastic mate go in them by then, though. Who knows? Well, we're going to have to make like really, really small underwear by that. <laughs> Just go under the three inch shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, moving smoothly on, I, I think before. Well, I'm going to move on to. Small underwear for what No, I I'm going to move need. on to bras now. Oh, okay. How did you get into making bras? Like, why, how did like two well, blokes end up. Were you hanging around that park? Uh, in... Hannah, Hannah's <laughs> also already asked us to uh, please keep the short, shorts <laughs> hidden away, guys. Um, yeah. so, uh, so, how did you. Um, branch out into bras when I don't think you you or Jamie would wear them for running yourself no um, no thank you uh, no not thanks that was a compliment um, <laughs> uh, yes. uh, do you know what it, we've always been customer led uh, Jen to be honest um, everything's everything we've done has been 
you know, for anybody that follows us and who's on our database and talks to us on our social channels, will know that you know if we're doing a new color, we ask our customers, "What color do you want? Like, what products do you want?" I don't think we've ever made a product that Jamie and I have just sat around and gone, "Oh, do you know what? We should do that." It's just been. You know, people have emailed and gone, hey, guys, have you ever thought about doing a longer version of the boxer short? Well, no, but OK, let's let's have a look at that. Or uh, in this instance, it was from our female uh, customers who said, look, we absolutely love the attention to detail and everything you put into the underwear and the socks that you make. Um, have you, you know, could could you consider doing a bra? We we don't feel there's a, a bra brand that is really focused on a gain. Um, the aspect of support whilst, you know, the chafe element to it and the, you know, and, and you hear horror stories about, you know, really bad chafing uh, from from bras um, for people. So it's just something that we 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 then, you know, we, we had a team by that point, uh, very fortunate of having some some uh, female members of the team who who could lead this, uh, and, and it, it, again, it was a it took two and a half years of development till we launched our first bra. We don't just, you know, we don't just do it and then that's it. And it was, you know, literally so many iterations, um, uh, in, and we bought out our original bra, and then it was right. Okay, we need a, a more supportive bra for for larger sizes. So the Easy On bra came out uh, about a year and a half ago. But like there, you know, we we sampled and we worked with. Um, I think I think Jamie was like the last count. We had 120 women that had worn the bra, tried it, feedback. You know, everything we've done. We don't have a huge product range, and the the reason being is because we take a time and make sure that when we launch it, it's right and it's you know it's it's great and i just think the bra thing you know personally i think the the bra looking at the bra world for running speaking to to female runners just really under serviced and kind of i don't think females have been really looked after in that area you know it's such an it's such an important piece of of the wardrobe for a female runner and, and there's lots of brands, but I, they're all the same. And they, they're not really thinking. It's it, you can tell that it's just like it's not. Oh, the, the the chat is that we've got a new color. It's not like we've got a new development to try and help. It's like oh, look at our new color this spring. You know, like oh, great. But tell me about what kind of functionality changes you're making, and you know, where's your marginal gains kind of approach to to trying to help female runners stay chafe free and and support it. So, you know, that that kind of annoyed me. Um, I get annoyed by, you know, problems that need to be solved. Um, and so we just, you know, we just did the same thing as we did with the underwear. We just, you know, designed, developed, looked at what was good and bad and traveled all over the place and, and, and eventually, you know, made our products and really proud of them. And, you know, we're, it's not what we're known for yet. You know, the underwear is 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 um you know a big big part of it but i'm really proud of the reviews that it gets and um the press that it's got you know recently and uh you know we're gonna we're gonna have another bra that we launch next year as well which will sit in between the two um in terms of kind of specific size range but one of the one of the big things about us is you know we offer and it's hard when you're a small business um but we offer 63 sizes of bra you know um it's an incredible amount of inventory to hold when you're. 
It's um, quite bewildering when you're a woman and you don't really. <laughs> I just stick with the crop tops, I must admit. <laughs> The fitting of it is the mo- is the hardest thing to get right, especially as we're a predominantly internet-based business. So, you know, getting that virtual fitting thing right is is something that we throw a lot of energy into. Um, and, you know, we offer free, you know, bra fitting packs and we send out to them and we have videos and we really try and help because, you know, the majority of people just don't know their right bra size. You know, no. they... they- <laughs> I have a variety. <laughs> varies so much and um yeah so uh you know do do get it regularly retested if you are listening and you you're you're looking for a new bra you know uh get it retested as regularly as you can and and um and you can do that yourself that you know we've got a virtual fitting tool that at least can give you an indication and then when you can uh, get fitted properly maybe an event in the future um like we're doing we're doing a lot of fitting uh when when we can go to the national running show we're going to be doing uh we've got a bar where we're going to have multiple uh professional fitters there um really just getting everyone's fit and, and getting them into the right fit bra uh for them so it's just yeah it's it's a big thing bra it's a big challenge but hey why not take it on yeah it's an important part jessica um ward um, who's watching us live says it only takes her three miles to get chafing from a shock absorber which is another make of sports bra isn't it and she actually prefers a non-sports bra like a, sh- a sleep um, bra so again it's that kind of branching out isn't it trying different things like I was saying before with pants so yeah I, I think uh, as male runners we kind of we don't think about that kind of thing do we no, because like, yeah but... like one of the worst things i've had is in the long ultras like particularly when you're going for like over a day and stuff i've just had where my heavy pack is sits on my bra just rubs there so that's why i use the crop tops because they don't have that fastening which would sit where your pack is which is the problem with other bras yeah and, and it's actually some people we we sell a seamless crop top and that's you know, the one that i use yeah something that people will sometimes even put under a bra if they need that extra support um i don't think it's it, you know that shouldn't be the solution and we should be able to design and develop and make a bra that is able to do both things and that's what we do with our easy on bra i i, I believe with you know the feedback that we get um but the crop top for for uh less support needed is is perfect because it's it's made like our underwear it's seamless it's made on a you know so how seamless is made it's made in a 360 degree motion so it's circular knitting and then connected at the bottom so it's just one piece of fabric um which obviously eliminates you know the seams that you would have ordinarily on a cut and sew uh type type product and 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 you know maybe we get into it but also obviously saves a hell of a lot of waste of fabric uh when you're just making one piece of material as opposed to you know just cutting out from a long piece of fabric and then just chucking away the waste um so you know there's there's lots of benefits to it but yeah um uh, the seamless crop top is, is is really ideal in that that sort of scenario and then you got socks coming up as as well when did because i i think i read somewhere that that was actually like a family business is socks um but they weren't your first product so that's something that you've come into well, after we, as we were de- actually as we were developing runderwear we launched uh, socks we called it run breeze socks uh, so it's now all oh, now i understand that picture with some yeah. sock in a hazard sign on. 
<laughs> you look like you've stolen a computer. <laughs> you've got an iMac under your arm. I so. had just stolen that from another larger brand uh, stand. No. Uh, Excellent. Um, Do, no. Doing well at a trade show. That's always an important bit. What yeah. can I get out of this? An iMac will do nicely. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, to that large brand. Um, uh, no, it, it was... Socks. My granddad made socks. So my my granddad post. I'm from Leicester. Leicester is was the centre of hosiery uh, in in the UK. And um, my my granddad, you know, post uh, World War Two. Uh, he was a knitter. You know, so working a, a knitting machine for fifty years of his working life. Um, and then my dad uh, took an apprenticeship uh, within the same place, and 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 has and still works in socks today, um, and is 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 Mr. Socks really. He doesn't he he kind of he does a lot of uh, uh, projects within socks now, but he's he what 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 he doesn't know about socks is 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 very well nothing really. He's he is uh, that is his thing, and he's so passionate about it. So when we first decided we were going to do it, we said, "Oh, you know, we'll do so." As we were developing the underwear, we we uh, my 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 dad actually designed um, our first sock, which was our anti blister sock, our double layer sock, which is still going today and is our most popular sock that we sell. Um, and yeah, so we were very. I was very lucky to have him be able to support us uh with the with the socks and 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 help us you know design and develop and have that kind of years that decade of experience behind him um and and you know he's he's active and did london marathon a few years ago and you know he so he's he's fully aware of what we need as runners as well so combine that with all that knowledge and uh yeah we're very very proud of our sock range um and it means a lot to me because um, you know, having my sort of granddad and, and dad both in that. In, it's quite funny though. I do I do remember one time coming back in the car from training and we were, I don't know, arguing about something as you do when you're a teenager, arguing with your parents. And I was like, I will never, ever work in socks. <laughs> and I, remember, I, can, I can remember where we were pulling in on our estate where we live. I can remember the road. I remember the exact moment. It must have been like, right, my brain must have gone trust me you need to store this <laughs> you'll need this later on this moment but i can still see it now. um coming back from a, a track night um at maybe 15 or something and just just sort of having that um chat and uh yeah here we are Thanks, <laughs> well, I mean, Je- Je- jessica ward who was uh oh, that's the wrong quote coming up there um jessica ward has asked is there a, a museum of your granddad's sock business or is there a museum <laughs> dedicated in leicester anywhere we can kind of go in leicester um yeah, we um we've got a few things uh my granddad actually passed away last year um, oh, sorry and, to hear that. Um, we've got a few a few things you know from but you know to do so like that just doesn't happen anymore does it 50 <laughs> years the same thing like it's it's i just admire it like that that just for me blows my mind um you know he was knitting socks walking up and down all day looking after his row of machines for his whole working life i think i think they don't make them like that anymore um uh, you know it's, it is a dream of mine um i would love to just have three or four machines somewhere where we could make in the UK, um, and you know, 
be able to then go you know straight in and do that and then set that kind of up so we've got some of the things from my granddad and my dad and whatever and just kind of put it on the wall and the pictures in Leicester it would be really cool um I would love to do it maybe maybe one day I'll be able to <laughs> we've got a question from Ben um about the socks saying any plans to make socks with separate toes hmm well there is a couple of one particular and a couple of brands that do that very well and um you know, I think early on in Run Breeze, what we learned was it's good. It's, it's not so good to be good at everything. It's better to be the best at something. Um, and I think there is already, you know, a couple of people out that are very good on it. So how, how do you improve that, you know, that, that thing? I think, you know, you'll hear what I've said so far is all been about improving things like the crap lining in shorts and the, the, there's absolutely no there was no underwear for us runners to wear and the bra you know industry letting down women when it comes to chafing um so i i think everything we've always done has been about solution and, and trying to find solutions so at the moment it's not in our plans we have other socks that are in our plans um we want to develop our merino range particularly um it's my my favorite sock it's uh, we do do a merino sock and it's i just wear it all the time for everything so I would love to develop, um, develop, you know, that, uh, that more. And we've got, you know, a good product range uh, line on, on socks, but that's not on the, uh, on the list at the moment, unless there is, um, you know, we look at it at some point and we think we can make that even better, then uh, we'll leave that for those guys. I've got, I've got a business idea because <laughs> one of the things that that women complain about is using heart rate monitors with bras. Could we have an inbuilt one? <laughs> I've just moved to a heart rate sensor on my arm because it just doesn't work with a bra is what I found. So that was just my little <laughs> request. Should have waited it was off air. And then, and then it's like everybody else is now hearing oh, this. Oh no, okay. I was asking it for the women out there that are struggling. Yeah, we have. We've all... <laughs> looked at it already and it's something that you know as we develop our bra range we'll certainly be um be looking at i think the difficulty with that maybe is that the, the technology of heart rate is going more and more closer to the wrist at the moment um so i, I still wear a you know a strap around the chest but but a lot of people are relying on uh the kind of wrist you know the i think all the new kind of watches now wrist-based heart rates aren't they and I don't think it's as accurate, but it's um, it's certainly that they're saying. Yeah, not our coaching clients. We don't like them. It's not. It's, yeah, I try and stir people away from it because it's just not that accurate. It's using an infrared beam rather than an actual electrical impulse, yeah, which chest strap I mean, does. But it is frustrating because I've got I've got have got one that does it, and uh, you know I've, I've switched back now to using this because I, I I do a lot of training on heart rate. You know, all my easy runs, I'm trying like I try and do you know keep in my the right zones to make sure i'm running as easy as possible Brilliant. and i go out with my with the wrist one and it's like i'm i know i'm not but it's like getting your heart rate's at 160 i'm like i see i'm literally I could, like if i go any less i'm not running like I, I, like so yeah I, I'm, I'm with you on that we had a question about when you were was it about the running show um further down i think oh did you did we not have that question from the Facebook one? I think it was saying when you were um, like headlining, is it at the running show or was it at the London Marathon Expo? I can't remember which one it was. Um, 
but you kind of went from this very small company to suddenly doing some pretty high profile event. So somebody had asked how that felt. I, uh, I'm wondering if they mean doing the blogger awards, whether we, where mm. we respond. Sorry, I thought we had the question up, but my technical <laughs> assistant hasn't said that one. <laughs> you know, I think, I think just, but the, the, the point of the question is how has it changed, I guess. Um, and I, it's, I don't think it really does. Yes, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're selling more uh, underwear and, and socks, but ultimately, you know, the, the aim every day is to improve the product and get people passionate about it. So it's not, yes, there's, you know, there's more, there's, there's more people involved and there's, you know, certainly bigger things in terms of, you know, structure of everything and all of those sort of things and all the bitch have to do, but the spirit is the same. So, you know, and we try and keep that spirit the same as long as, as long as we can, you know, I mean, what what was cool is not like everybody that, that works with us down here, you know, they um, a lot of them are not runners uh, or weren't runners. You know, we don't just em employ runners, um, but 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 they they have all become runners. You know, because I think that kind of passion for it and enthusiasm for it just rubs off on people. You know, so like the virtual 10k that we did at the weekend, we had uh, five of our team, which is not big five of them just did their first ever 10k like on sunday and that's that's probably the coolest thing you know for me and and jamie is actually seeing those people you know going off and doing a 10k and we when we're able to work in the office we do a you know a runch where we go off and run together and you know so it's just nothing's massively changed whether it's you know it used to be me and jamie going off and doing a runch now it's me jamie and a few other people you know in in non-covid times um uh but yeah it's you know maybe things change as you get a little bit as you get bigger but i don't as long as our culture remains the same and, and our intentions of what we're trying to do um then, then i think that's the most important thing and has kind of the kind of last year obviously with lockdown and the covid situation, has that changed obviously the way you've done a lot of business have you seen a change in kind of how the business has been run and also just that upshot of what's happened to your business yeah i mean a bit a big part of our business because we're we're predominantly direct to our customers is going to events mm. and i think we've all missed events whether it's having something in the diary to aim for ourselves personally um or just to see people you know, from the community that you see and to meet new people. And event, events has always been a big part of, of our journey. You know, I sent you guys some pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, sorry, Sherlock. That's Sherlock. <laughs> events, you know, and, and, and yeah, you know, that was a the... big part of, of starting starting this is word of mouth, going to these events, turning up, and one of me and Jamie would run and the other one would not run and stay at the stand. And then we take it in turns the following weekend. So uh, events has been a big part, not being able to go to events uh, for us. But yeah, you just, you just, you know, you, you have to adapt, don't you? You have to be agile and doing these virtual runs and getting involved. And, you know, the first lockdown, we did a, um, a 60 day challenge where I went live at home in my lounge with my family every day. No, that was way too tidy to be your lounge. <laughs> every day at nine o'clock with it. Um, and, and we just did that every day for 60 days, you know, every single day weekends you know and 
you talked earlier about that consistency, that relentlessness, that kind of just keep going and keep turning up. And, you know, that, you know, so that there were things that we can do. And, you know, we, we said to the team, soon as it happened, let's focus on the things we can control, not the things we can't. Stay positive. People are running. Let's help and support the best ways we can and we know how to. And, um, and that was it. Be positive. Yeah, I mean, I... I did see some of the 60 day challenge and I must admit I did not do the whole 60 days because that is way too hardcore for me. <laughs> Where did, are you, have you got a background as a personal trainer? Yeah, so I had me and Jamie were both personal training as well when we were, um, you know, doing Rondewear because, you know, it, t- it takes ages till you can, you know, eventually be able to, um, you know, pay the bills. So uh, we were personal training, I was dancing, you know, we're doing all sorts, anything we could to try and, you know, just follow follow what we were doing follow our, our passion um so yeah personal training uh i've, I've been very lucky uh, you know to personal train some incredible people that have become good friends but also athletes and from different things not necessarily runners but you know tennis players footballers um so you know i've, I've been able to have a good varied approach to health and fitness um which which is which has been great and if i can help pass that on a little bit um, on the kind of strength and conditioning side of things to support runners, then 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 I always do. And the sixty day challenge is good, but sixty days is a long time actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, kind of talking about it just before we went on to lockdown with uh, a couple of the team, and I was like, yeah, no, I reckon, yeah, that sounds good. And then it kind of like like day thirty. I was like, <laughs> and these, I think they're still on YouTube, but this wasn't like just a ten second routine. These were quite long videos you set up set the standard quite high kids would come in and jump <laughs> on you and like it you know it was just normal but you know that kind of first lockdown there was there was almost there was that spirit i think it's it's harder now isn't it we're in the bleak midwinter come and... on we need a dance 60 day dancing from you yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I think my my dancing days are maybe done uh but uh never but you never know <laughs> we've got a question from guy who says a few years ago you helped support the celebrities running in their underwear to promote body image um are you going to support more campaigns like that in the future and i would say that's one thing that i've always found about underwear is that it's very diverse in the ambassadors that you have in the people that you're supporting yeah i, I mean that was uh, the, the uh Bryony gordon uh, who is um an incredible uh, person um, and and you know her and her friend Jada who is a, a plus size model incredibly uh, beautiful very successful um, uh, they they did the London Marathon and they wanted to do it in underwear to you know promote that that you know um, anybody can do it you know anybody can go and run and you know we threw ourselves really behind it and supported them and then that uh, then the following year, they did this Celebrate You campaign, um, which was at the Vi- Vitality 10K in London. And we we supported people. We made uh, so you could come onto the website and, and buy the underwear. And then we would print on the back, you know, kind of the message you wanted on the bum. Um, that came from J- Jamie used to always do that. He, he still does. He, he did comrades and whatever. He, he always wears just underwear and he'll put a little message on the printed on the on the back. Oh, we got what, what, oh, one no. of the patrons on the Facebook group, um, John Avery. Um, 
uh, hopefully doesn't mind us quickly sharing this photo, but he ended up doing parkrun once in, in, in his underwear, and I covered it up very quickly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he kind of turned up, I think, forgot said, to pack his shorts. He said he had left his... his shorts at home, and it was a hot summer day, and he should have <laughs> taken the t-shirt off too. <laughs> But, but well, apparently it encouraged some of the female runners to a PB. <laughs> I don't know if that's running away or, or behind him. Uh, chasing him. No, yeah. but it, it, it is something that's really important to me because, um, you know, we are, you know, we are, although I, I've, I've, I've experienced the elite side of running personally and been around um, that, you know, love brewer and in my younger uh, running days, you know, what I've seen through underwear is the power of running. And, as, you know, I said, mentioned it about the team here and, you know, that kind of that feeling of success. It doesn't have to be a sub 30 minute 10 K. It can be a sub hour and a half 10 K. It doesn't matter, but that, you know, that whatever anyone's goals is, it's really important. And I think as a, I think as a running brand, it's really important that we do that. And that's why we offer so many sizes we, I, I can tell you right now, the bras that we offer and all those sizes up to a H cup, and we'd like to do more eventually, that nearly really affected us financially, like really did. But I, I was not happy to be able to just go, oh no, like some brands would do, you know, I'm just going to do up to an E cup and then everyone else can, you know, sorry, not, not interested because I'm not going to sell that many. That's not what we're about, you know. Um, so that's why we've made those decisions. I think it's really important. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, uh, the, the power of running and anybody can do it. So, you know, why, if I believe that, why would I, why should I then make, you know, underwear and, and bras that we people can't get and use? Like it doesn't make sense so you know we try our best obviously we can always do more but it is hard you know we we will try and do j and you know go up in the cups and try and do larger sizes and uh but you you know you've got to be able to keep putting the lights on as well so you know but we will you know our pledge is always to 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 try and push that um as much as much as we can and i think i think we all should like it's you know, the worst thing is when you see those stories of like people, you know, when I hear online or, you know, felt really self-conscious about it. And, you know, I just think like everybody's been a beginner. You know, when I turned up, you know, to the track when I was 13, I was I didn't know anything about it. Like we're all we're all beginners at one point. It doesn't matter. Uh, and actually, I think all of us that have been around the industry and about running for a long time should be the ones that are helping encourage the people because we know what it was like to be beginners and, and take those first steps. So, you know, I think that it'll always, um, it'll always, as long as I'm, I'm here, um, it'll always be a big, big part of what we do. And you touched on a little bit there about your running and, um, so can you just give us a little bit of background about how long you kept your running up for what you're doing now and things? And how much yeah. was it mixed with dancing? <laughs> Yeah. I'm expecting, yeah, next time at your finish line, I'm expecting something yeah. quite special. Yeah, we give a Tom Evans salute. We, we want the, the Rich Edmonds dance. Um, yeah, so my, my running, like I say, started at 13. I joined Charmwood Athletic Club. It was, um, I had an injury playing rugby, uh, couldn't play for the rest of the season. And, and somebody in my school, uh, a girl in my class, uh, was, was part of Charmwood. And her dad said, look, I'll, 
I'd ran a few cross country races and, and shown some talent for it, you know, without doing running. Um, and he, he'd sort of been there and he said, look, listen, why don't you come with us? If you can't do contact sports for six months, why don't you, um, why don't you come down and, and have a go? And I never went back to it. You know, I just, uh, got a really good group of friends there straight away. Fantastic coach. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just, I think running's like, it's an individual sport, but actually from a club level, there's so much like camaraderie. And we, we used to do these, you know, the, the Young Athletes League and you'd go on the bus together to all over the Midlands and you'd turn up and it was unbelievably sponsored by McDonald's back then, which was <laughs> bizarre. But, you know, you'd go to these events and, you know, and even then, like I, I was, you know, getting quite serious about it and running then English schools and, you know, that kind of level into counties and, and doing quite well but I would still if they needed filling in I'd go and do the pole vault you know or like have a go or go and do the long jump do you know what I mean? if you didn't have anybody to do it or like yeah stick me in the relay <laughs> oh, I used to do shot cut and 800 <laughs> yeah, meters and all sorts let's just pause there for a minute so what was that doing the pole that, that to me I mean I used to rock climb but doing a pole vault just seems absolutely kind of Bob scary because you're going to be at the end of a pole and if you don't fall the right way you're going to end up landing on not a nice big mat how high were you doing the pole vault at what was this, this is... I did my PB was 2 meters 50 which is not far, just above the world record for the high jump so it's not <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say something else there, but okay yeah the team manager was like, you know, oh, you know, we need a couple of people just to get a point. You know, it'll help if we just get a point or we might get more because not not anybody had pole vault was really very rarely. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll have a go. You know, a couple, a couple of lessons down, obviously a couple of bruises, but a couple of lessons and just about get over the opening height. And that was it. And then I'd walk away and get ready for my 1500. Uh, but yeah, and I, was, I, I was doing 800, 1500 um, and you know, just really, and then cross country in, in the winter. Uh, and then, and then, um, you know, did the kind of, uh, went through the, the system. So like say English schools and three A's and, uh, all those, all those sort of things. And then went to Loughborough, um, to, to, to mainly to run, you know, to, to do my degree, but it was, it was running. And, um, I'd met, um, George Gandhi, uh, mm. who, who recently passed away an incredible, um, coach who'd been coaching at Loughborough for years and had helped support Seb Coe and Paula and all these amazing athletes through through Loughborough and he'd met me the year before uh, when I was at Charnwood because obviously I was using the same track uh, and you know it encouraged me to to come to Loughborough and you know join the group and um, you know just met some incredible people I, 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 I roomed uh, with a guy called Chris Parr who is still running today very very quick and is uh, an incredible guy and friends like Chris Thompson, who's gone on and done, uh, you know, incredible things in running and, you know, training with these guys day in, day out, um, was just, was, was great. But I just think, you know, from me, my, my perspective, um, you know, I could see the difference between a Chris Thompson, uh, dedication, uh, to me, I've always been so interested in so many things, you know, so, you know, he, he could train and then just go and chill out all day and then, train in the evening whereas i'd be like right bouncing off the walls what's next like what are we doing and so you know my my recovery periods were never quite as good as uh, anyone else is just enthusiastic about other things as well um but no just just loved it and i you know i ran i, I think you know ran 
pretty good times and uh you know did 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 some great stuff and managed to go to busa and represent loveborough and do all those things and uh you know just just really enjoyed um just really enjoyed it but then post university um I was, I was obviously dancing and moved to london and doing all those things and started rundewear and in london when i lived in london i found running a lot harder you know in central london because i kind of i lived you know I'd, I'd go around the parks and stuff but it it didn't you know i'm from a place where i could go out and run through the woods and run off road in trails and you know beautiful and i, I love beacon hill and swivelham woods yeah bradgate park i mean i yeah. i i grew up two miles from bradgate park so you know every run would be around that area it's a very famous place for people running around that area in loveborough and you know so i'd grew up there and and then suddenly being in kind of the city um that running you're stopping at every road every traffic light you know it kind of it just pulled the enthusiasm away and also i'd been competitive and i and i felt like i wasn't going to be at that level anymore so i needed a change so i i I kind of ran a bit and i did a bit of uh crossfit as well i actually opened a crossfit gym in london um and i so I, i i kind of got involved in 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 that and you know running was always there and i'd still be doing the odd park run and races but it was kind of like, you know, I'm not going to be as fast as I was, so I need a break from it. Whereas now my goals have changed, you know, and, and actually a couple of years ago, we moved down here three years ago into Dor- to Dorset. And um, and and, and uh, my wife and I took up triathlon, you know, coming down. She was an ex-swimmer. I, I was an ex-runner and I couldn't swim. So that was, a, you know, I love a challenge. So I've, I've learned how to swim and and it's a great place down here. We've got the Perbex and the beach and you can run and we can go cycling and swim in the sea or, you know, when it's, when it's a bit warmer and, you know, so it's, it's a great place to, to be able to do triathlon and train, train for that. Um, so we're both, uh, we're both now, you know, just kind of balancing our training, but you know, your goals change, don't they? And, uh, you know, I, I ran at the weekend and, I, uh, and that's the fastest I've ran a 10 K for maybe 10 years. And I, I'm, I'm now at the point where I'm really happy with my time, you know, whereas maybe a couple of years after finishing Loveborough, I was like, oh my God, what did I just run? You know, whereas now I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely really pleased um, with my times and, and, you know, I can set goals again and reset them. Um, so I, my running journey has been kind of weird because it's gone from like really trying to be a runner to oh, well, I'm not, I'm not uh, quite at that level, so I do all different things. And now I'm like, oh, I really want to try and improve again. Um, and, and it's also, like I say, it's being around the team. And, you know, we've got some fantastic people in the team that all love running. And they just get, you know, they, right, we're going out for a run. Let's go. Um, You've got some really nice places to run. I was very surprised at how beautiful the coast was on Dorset. I knew it was beautiful, but I realised how hilly it was. I thought I was going to miss the hills, but I actually managed to find quite a lot of hills within the first few miles. So where's your favourite places for running near you? Well, the Purbex, I think, you know, the kind of trail run I mentioned to you, I think, um, just before we started, but uh, the um, the Maverick Race Series has some fantastic races. They're based down here. Um, ben, I give him a shout out from from Maverick. Um, he's a great guy, and actually, I, I see him because our kids are at the same primary school. So I see him on the school run, and I'm like, oh, when the event's going to start again? And, uh, <laughs> you know, 
I'm sure he's asking the same question as well. Yeah. Those guys do some fantastic events around here in places like the New Forest um, as well, as well as the Purbex. Um, they're just brilliant. Um, actually, uh, you know, all of those areas, I've really got into that trail running, off-road, you know, uh, just going out for a run, especially, if, I, I don't know if you guys have done much through the New Forest, but you know it's just great it's just there's just miles and miles of trail to go and do and um yeah it's on the doorstep and we're you know we're very very lucky to uh to live here and but you know it was the same in, in like you mentioned marcus Braggett park and that's still my favorite place in the world to run that <laughs> i was just gonna ask you about like if you managed to do any races or runs when you were traveling for years with Runderwear, but you're just gonna tell me that it was best in Loughborough. <laughs> I'm, I'm so lesterfied. So. <laughs> Richard Evans is proud to be a fox here. <laughs> uh, I yeah no it, we did and you know we've I've ran with Jamie all over the place you know trying to whether it's in the, in Asia or in Europe we've everywhere we've gone it's have trainers will run and mm. you know everywhere we've gone it's been a big part of our stories you know we go off and we do our do our runs together and we find a race and we do it you know jamie was on a trip um uh sourcing some fabric uh, a couple of years ago and did the uh, an ultra in hong kong um really good good ultra there you know so you know we're always you know if we're going away <laughs> Um, we're, we're looking for a race, you know, like we're looking for something. To you do. chose not like look for a race and then fit in some work. <laughs> with it. I mean, it may, may, it may look like that sometimes, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, it, 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 it might, the dates might change of when we need to go. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got, we've got somebody tuned in from California, Tim Brennan said yeah, hello was... from California. So, you know, you might want to start thinking about trying to get, they were advancing into America, kind of breaking into there because uh, well, we, they're tuning we, into funny, this. We just start. We just took on our first person in America, so ah. uh, start start of January. Um, so you know, it's we've been there. We've done the New York Marathon Expo as Rondewear in Boston, and it was great. And you know, there's certainly exactly the same feelings amongst runners there that you know this they need this is a great solution. So um, you've been wearing hot pants. They kind of fell up with the hot pants. In California, mate, it's a bit warmer, isn't it? <laughs> it's certainly where we've been so far on the East Coast. You know, New York. We've done Chicago and Boston, and we've we've represented Runderwear at those expos. And you know, the the reaction was the same as it was at the start when we started in in London. It was, you know, yeah, tell me about it because I do have this issue, and and I'd like to see if you can solve it. So, you know, it's 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 early, very early days, but we're very excited. Um, to to do that and uh you know to help you know um runners runners in the us uh, as as we do here we just actually going back to your triathlons we did have one question from chloe mason um she says i love underwear both the bra and the bottoms wouldn't go back to anything else so happy customer you don't need to sell it to her there but she said she wanted to pick your triathlete brain on what distance or particular triathlon would be good for a first go at a triathlon with a road bike um, does she need to do a bike race first or does it matter? How did you get into that? Did you just kind of throw yourself in? <laughs> the usual, Richard. I thought it was just like straight into it, wasn't it, Richard? From what well, I'm hearing. I will tell you how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely nearly drowned. Um, so 
we went we did there's a there's a race called the salty sea dog down here <laughs> which is a great name for a I think you need a bit more dorset accent when you say that don't you yeah and, uh, i don't know if i can do that salty sea dog <laughs> And it's, it's it's down it's down here. They have three three races a year. Uh, one at the start of June, July, and August, and it's uh, just off of Boscombe Pier, which is just the other side of Bournemouth. Um, and it's a sprint or a half, you know, a half sprint or a, a sprint, which is you know perfect. So when we decided to do it, you know, we we got up in the morning, went down, and it was only really like we kind of I borrowed a wetsuit and we had you know a couple of just normal bikes so you don't need to go and get everything to do it you know just to try it and see if you enjoy it and i would advise that you do just do get the basics together and try and do it and see what you think because it's a very expensive sport if you do get into it um so you know I, we we went down and and my my wife is like I say she's next swimmer There's like 250 people in this race and we go off in the sea and it's it's reasonably rough day and um and i just kind of remember sitting on the beach do you know what i can't really swim like i, I know like i can i can sort of swim but like I, actually could i swim 750 meters in the sea and it was only it was only literally about five minutes before the race that, that <laughs> my head i don't know i don't know why um so you know and and, and it was only because like, i'd been in leicester it was like the furthest point from the sea um in, in the uk I, I i did my you know 25 meter badge when i was whatever six <laughs> and then and then just didn't swim for 30 years you know 25 years because i didn't need to why was it the only closest only time i went to the swimming pool was if i was you know um aqua jogging or something if i was injured so i'd, I'd never you know or on holiday which you can stand up in the pool so it was like it was a bit ridiculous but anyway laura went in my my wife she came she was second out of the water you know out of all everybody like just you know fine and then I mean, I didn't know she was, to be honest, because I was so far back. And I, I came out, I came out, in, I was, yeah, lots of things happened in that. They asked me if I wanted to get out, um, the, you know, the guys on the canoes and stuff. Um, I kind of did backstroke for a little bit. And then, you know, <laughs> it was so, anyway, I, I got out, I was second last out of the water. And the lady that I beat, I looked at the results and she was in the 70 to 75 year age. <laughs> And I beat her by 10 seconds on the swim. Um, so I was, I don't know, I think it was 250. I was 249th out of the water. Um, 15 minutes behind my wife, over 750 meters, um, which is, you know, not a huge distance. Um, but, you know, did it, got on the bike, you know. And you, I think sometimes with these things, the answer to, to, to her question, um, you've just, sometimes you've just got to go and have a, have a go at these things i would advise to learn to swim a little bit uh, <laughs> not have that experience but but you know borrow a wetsuit you know do it on a on a bike you know we have friends that go and do do that race on their day-to-day -day bike and just want to go and complete a triathlon like you know there's there there are events like that that are perfect um for, for that sort of thing where you can just go and see if it's something that you think you could get into and enjoy um and and it was you know although that had that horrible experience then it kicked me into going to learn how to swim so uh, yeah. <laughs> so what's still... next what's coming up this year for you if assuming we're allowed out at some point well i'm i would like to do another half iron man we did one in the summer so my my wife and i did a 
um, a family Ironman to raise money uh, for uh, mental health charity down here in Dorset that we support each year, do something. And we did a, a kind of family Ironman in the day. So I did a half Ironman in the morning and then she did it the afternoon. And then uh, and then I, I think I said to you guys earlier, the kids then did a little mini thing at the end to, to finish it off and stole our thunder and, uh, and took all the plaudits, but that's fine. Well, you can't uh, let a three-year-old do a half Ironman, surely. No, no, no. She did a little scoot and, uh, and, uh, and even this competitive dad wouldn't do that. Like, Hang on a minute, I've just done a five-hour half Ironman. Like she just ran for hundred meters. Three, mm-hmm. uh, but no, you know. So we've got Britain and talent mindset. That's what you want, Britain and talent mindset. Come on. I'm... But it was, it was really good, and um, you know we were. Uh, it was it was great. So I'd love to. I'd like to do another one, another half Ironman, maybe um, at some point. Uh, I, I kind of enjoy the, the enjoy the training and the challenge of that. Um, I'm entered for Manchester Marathon. Uh, whether that goes ahead, um, I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. But obviously, it's on to October, so fingers crossed. Um, and, I, and I've got about. Um, five or six of the maverick races booked in as well so i'll definitely be doing those but my my personal goal is i'd love to um i'd love to get my 5k time down this year so i'm going to be doing a kind of shorter sharper for for the summer and then uh, maybe then build up to that longer um run in in october so um yeah so that's personal and then you know rundawear is is, there's lots going on you know new, new people coming into the team um We've got an exciting uh, plan for the year ahead. Um, mm. it's US uh, things starting to happen. We've got some fantastic new products coming out um, in the summer, including to extend. Uh, we, we've got a, a long sleeve base layer that we, we brought out, which is seamless and has been really well received. And we're going to extend that range slightly um, as well. Yeah, so- I really like mine. I wore that for the last few spine races. It's really good. It's, it's fun. It, you know the, the feedback has been great and um we actually won an award for it uh, in a, in the running awards national running awards which were announced at the end of the year um so you know we're we're really proud of it again it's one of those things like i said to you earlier it's it's just one product but it took a long time to to, to make and put together and and you know it's um you know extending that is is going to be exciting as well fantastic excellent Busy, yeah yeah well, well, thank I hope, you. I hope to see you at something. Are you going to make me do a virtual 5K with you next weekend or something? Or did you say that? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no, like I'm washing my hair. Yeah, I'd like to see you do that, Jen. And Marcus, you can, uh, you can let us know how that goes. You were, I do remember now when you weren't particularly pleased about that, were you? Like, but you, you did it. You got through it. Because it's, it's that as well, isn't it? The pool park farm yeah i know and i think also i don't really work in k so i thought i was doing dead on three miles and then when i wasn't at the finish on three miles i kind of died a bit (laughs) where you'd all finished ages ago and were waiting for us (laughs) we had a picnic waiting we were ready (laughs) i think you'd finished it by the time i finished Hey, if me and Jamie do a race together, it gets competitive. <laughs> he beat me last weekend uh, to make it one all in our virtual series. So uh, you know, it does. It still does get a little bit, little bit competitive. But it's good. It's good to have that. 
Yeah, it's good to have very competitive and that pushing each other, isn't it? It keeps you kind of... You'll always find that one person you want to beat, right? doesn't matter what level you are, you'll always have that one person. Yeah, it gives that a good bit of motivation so you get out on the horrible, wet, rainy days like it is today. I got out today with my runner wear base layer on. <laughs> How many more plugs can we get in at the moment? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so oh, much for joining us. Thank you so much, us. Rich. It's been brilliant thank chatting you. to you, hearing all about your journey. We're off to get on YouTube now to go and explore a little bit more of Britain's Got Talent, maybe. I wish I knew uh, that before you'd come on. Could I could have found, have found this. But now everyone knows about it, so they're going to be looking for that. Have a fabulous kind of rest of the year. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll bump into you at some race. Fingers in the crossed. As well, once we get out of this lockdown and... Uh, We'll, uh, yeah, we'll and and, and, and thank you to everyone that's listened, and you know, just uh, good luck with your running this year, and hope you all achieve your goals. Yeah, brilliant, excellent. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank, thank you. Yes, bye. Bye bye. And thank you for joining us tonight as well. Hope you've enjoyed it all, and we'll speak to you all next week. We'll see you all next week. So have a good rest of the week. Stay safe. Bye for now. Hi, it's Claire here. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. These live chats take place every Wednesday evening at 6.30pm UK time on World Ginger Running YouTube channel. And the link is in the show notes. I just wanted to let you know that you can find this and loads more advice and inspiration and gear tests all about trail and ultra running on my YouTube channel, Wild Ginger Running. There are training tips, advice from elite athletes, top coaches, nutritious recipes, key exercises, injury prevention information, and tons of trail kit reviewed from running packs to poles, waterproofs to head torches, GPS watches, and shoes, 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 and did I mention shoes? I've been going for a few years now, so there's a huge archive of content to help you out with your trail and ultra running. To quickly and easily find the information you need, simply type your query into the Google search box and then write wild ginger running after it. Then Google will show you whatever blog posts or films I have on that topic. Give it a try. And if you appreciate listening and all the information that I share on YouTube, you're also very welcome to support me on Patreon, which gets you some additional excellent perks and the chance to win some awesome prizes. For as little as the price of a cup of coffee every month, patrons get discounts, extra films, access to the exclusive Facebook and Strava groups, the chance to ask questions to every live chat guest, plus automatic entry into my monthly competition to win £400 worth of trail and ultra running gear. There are only about 150 patrons, so the odds on a win are way better than the lottery. Interested? Find me at patreon.com slash wildgingerrunning. Thanks for listening, guys. Have fun, enjoy your run, and I'll see you on the trails. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.